Good evening, and welcome to the first episode of What the Friday. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm hoping that Alex will join us on some of these episodes, but it really just depends on his work schedule and stuff like that. So my plans for What the Friday is to be a bit darker than we are on the uh, morning, Monday morning episodes of Mystery, Murder, and Magic. So I'm telling you now that you may not want to listen with your kids until you've had a listen first. Now, before you say no, this isn't something I want to listen to. Just know that I'm not going to go out of my way to be gross. I'm just not watering down the details in this series. It's just going to be like the cold hard facts and such. Now, having said that, let's get on with this first episode. Mystery, Murder, and Magic proudly presents What the Friday? And here's your host, Andrea. Alright, now tonight we're going to be talking about a man by the name of Rock Therio, an occult that he started way back in the 1970s. <clears throat> now, um, Rock, he was born back in 1947 in the Saguenay Valley in Quebec. According to Rock, his father was abusive to him, but his father denied those allegations. Rock was raised Catholic but he converted to the Seventh-day Adventist at a young age. Also at a young age, 13 to be exact, he dropped out of school and became obsessed with the Apocalypse and the Old Testament of the Bible, especially the parts about male power. Now, like I said, he converted over to Seventh-day Adventist church, and by doing that, he gave up alcohol, tobacco, and processed foods. And see, I learned something because I didn't know that that's what they did. But anyway... He wouldn't be there long enough, though, because, or very long, because he got kicked out for basically trying to take over the church. He may have lost out on a place to worship, but in the short time that he was there, he gained quite a few followers that people were just, like, devoted to him. Um, so, that kind of floored me that, you know... He was there a short time, and he, he was, he was I guess, charismatic enough to, like, pull these people in. But anyway, around the mid-1970s, Rock convinced himself, and more than likely his followers, too, that he was the savior of humankind. And he had been put on earth to save everyone from the unholy ways of the world and the upcoming Armageddon. So he came up with this idea that he would build a commune, a place for his devoted followers to live as equals and listen to his teachings. That's all it was in the beginning. He coerced them to leave behind their homes and families, and he managed to convince them that the world and their friends and families were living shameful lifestyles. Most of his followers had came from the Seventh-day Adventist church, and he also kept them from having contact with the church or its members. He had these people believing that he was their God. 
He became so eccentric in his thoughts that in 1978, he predicted that the world would end at the end of February 1979. So Therio and his followers moved to a place they called Mount Eternal. They moved there from Quebec. It was four men, nine women, and four children. They built this commune of tents and log cabins. But when the end of the world didn't take place as he had predicted, and the members began to question his knowledge, he claimed it was because of the differences between Israelite and Roman Catholic calendars. From there, things began to um, take a stranger twist at the commune. Now, to those on the outside, the commune looked normal, but it was far, far from normal. Therio wanted more followers, so what does he do? He marries all of the women there and impregnates them. He ended up having 20 kids by nine women, and the cult's membership grew to 40. Soon he had each member wearing identical tunics, telling them that it, this symbolized their equality, but, <clears throat> sorry about that, y'all, but it was actually his way at it you know he could hold on to them it like tightened his grip on them well after that therio just uh started dealing out horrendous punishments around 1981 a two-year-old boy named samuel was having some problems urinating so therio sliced open his penis and when he wouldn't stop crying after this operation that he had taken upon himself to perform he commanded that one of his followers a guy a man by the name of gavir to beat the toddler and little Samuel died. Well, to hide the death, the commune burned his little body. The death angered Therio to punish Veer and he castrated him and told him, or he told the other members of the commune, that if anyone asked that Veer had been crushed by a horse. So, I mean, it was like he did things and he knew they were wrong, but he and his members had to make excuses for the things he did. But anyway, somehow the truth came out, and soon the authorities raided the camp and found the um, burned body of little Samuel. Therio and eight of his followers were arrested and charged with criminal negligence, causing bodily harm, and soon they were all released from jail. Now, if only they had been, or at least he had been held in prison for what they did to um, Samuel, things probably wouldn't have gotten worse in this group. After they were released, the group packed up and established another commune near Burnt River in Ontario. At this point, there was 26 kids there, and most of those were Therios. And his other followers had remained faithful to him during his um, short incarceration. They supported themselves by making and selling maple syrup, preserves, and breads, and smoked fish. Therio compared his followers working to ants on a hill and that's where the name the Ant Hill, Kid, Ant Hill Kids came from. Now, around this time, Therio began drinking more and more, and as the drinking increased, so did his violence. His followers were too weak physically and mentally to escape the commune, and they were probably scared to try to anyway. Because Therio had exerted such brutal domain over them, and I mean, these people weren't even allowed to speak to each other unless... He gave them permission to, and married couples couldn't even have sex unless he said it was okay. 
Now, to entertain himself, he would force two of his followers into a dirt ring to fight. Kind of like gladiator type stuff. And through all of this, he was becoming more and more neurotic, thinking that the followers were plotting to leave the commune. So he became more violent. He at first would beat them with a belt, but soon he started using hammers or the flat side of an axe to strike them with. He was basically a barbarian. If he thought that someone was thinking about, you know, like running away from the commune, he'd hang them from the ceiling, pluck their hair out one by one, and then defecate on them. To have them prove their loyalty to him, he would have them smash their own legs with a sledgehammer. And they would do it, y'all. They would absolutely do it. Other examples of his brutality was that he'd have them sit on lit stoves, shoot each other in the shoulder, smear feces on one another, and cut off each other's toes. At times, he would resort to sexually abusing them and make them eat their own feces. Now, I'm just going to stop right here for a minute. And I've said this before when we've talked about cults, but I'm going to say it again. I don't know how you let someone brainwash you so much that you can't think for yourself and realize you need to get out of a place like that. I mean, there were enough adults there to overtake him and escape. And kids were involved, y'all. I mean, I swear, I just don't understand how you get to that point. Like, maybe drugs were involved, too. I, I don't know. It didn't. Anything I read didn't say that, but I don't know. I always think that I'm too hard-headed, and I think for myself to ever have this happen to me, but who knows? I don't know. But yeah, the kids were involved and they weren't spared from his savagery or sexual abuse. If a child misbehaved, they would be stripped naked and whipped. He was even known to nail a child to a tree and have other kids throw rocks at them. One night, he was being like the particularly savage. I guess he was on a bender. Um, and one of the moms of one of his babies sat her newborn baby outside during a blizzard. She was hoping to spare the baby from his rage, but the baby actually froze to death. This was in 1987, and this led to another investigation there at, at the commune. Now, a total of 14 kids were removed and placed in foster homes. Now, children's services were only like interested in the safety of the kids, and they removed them from the abuse so no one was arrested. And the commune continued to function. So basically, they were just wanting to get the kids out of there and not, like, press criminal charges or anything. But at least the kids did get out of there, right? So after the kids were removed, even though he was already very brutal, he became even more brutal and started believing he was a doctor and would perform weird medical treatments on his followers. In one such act, he put a rubber band around the testicles of a follower and the scrotum became infected and swollen. Well, at that point, the rubber band had been on there for about eight hours. When Therio saw that it was swollen and infected, he removed the testicle and then seared the wound with a hot iron. Another follower named um, Solange Bollard, I believe is how you pronounce her last name, complained about having a sore stomach. Now, from what I've read, it was probably like an appendix, um, like her appendix. But 
This was back in September of 1988, and he ordered Solange to strip naked and lie on the kitchen table. He punched her in the stomach, then gave her an enema of molasses and olive oil. Now, I wish that's all he did to her, but he wasn't finished. Next, he cut her side with his and with his bare hands, he pulled out a section of her intestines, ripped a piece of it out, and then stuffed the rest back into her body. And then he stitched her up. She died the next day, and it's believed that it was from the digestive chemicals leaking into her abdominal um, cavity that actually killed her. Well, after Solange died, he claimed to have power to resurrect the dead. So he had some of his followers remove her uterus and then saw off a portion of her skull that so he could ejaculate on her brain and then demanded that the other male members do the same. So yeah, this man was nuts, okay? Well, needless to say, it didn't bring her back to life, okay? So he removed one of her ribs and he wore that like a piece of jewelry in this leather case type thing around his neck and then he had like his followers bury her well two months later in November another member named um, Gabrielle Lavalli I think is what her last name is said that she had a toothache so he took it upon himself to start ripping out multiple teeth with pliers then later that night, he chased her with a knife and cut the tendon in one of her hands. This is not the beginning of Gabriel's abuse, though. Before this, she had already had her private parts burned and part of her breasts were sliced off. She ran away after that, but she was so brainwashed by Therio that she returned. Well, the following July, she said that her arm was stiff, so he pinned her hand to the table took a meat cleaver and amputated her arm. Now this poor woman laid in the kitchen floor in utter agony until the next morning when he sewed up the stump of her arm. So later on in August, about a month or so after he had did this, she was able to escape the commune and she caught a ride by hitchhiking to a hospital north of Toronto, and this is when it really started hitting the fan for Therio. When he went to court, he pled guilty to three counts of aggravated assault and one count of unlawfully causing bodily harm, to which he received a 12-year sentence. But another follower led the authorities to the grave of Solange. Therio pled guilty to second-degree murder, and for that he received life in prison without the possibility of parole until 2000. Well, get this, while he was in prison, he fathered four more children during conjugal visits with several of his so-called wives. Now, as I dug further and further into this man, I found that back in 1978, there was a lady by the name of Geraldine Auclair. She was suffering from leukemia, but she was doing well because of treatment that she was receiving in a hospital in Quebec City. Geraldine's husband became one of Therio's followers, and he somehow convinced Geraldine's husband to let him visit her. Well, while Therio was there, he got into a really loud argument with Geraldine's doctors over her treatment and how much medicine they were giving her. 
When he left from visiting her, he convinced Geraldine's husband to check her out of the hospital and move her to a place called the Healthy Living Clinic. And apparently this was a place that Therio ran himself. Well, while she was there, not even her father could come visit her. Her treatment for leukemia while in that clinic, which, like I said, was ran by Therio, and we've already established the fact that he's nuts, her, her treatment was grape juice and organic foods. She died in that clinic at the age of 38. Therio told his followers that after she died, he went into her room and kissed her. Suddenly, she was alive for a few minutes. And then he said, but you know, when God wants people, he takes them. And it was Geraldine's time. Now, during that time, the parents of a 19-year-old girl with MS placed her into the clinic under Therio's care. Her name was Gabrielle Nadeau. And she also passed away because of his homeopathic treatments. So, whatever happened to Rock Therio? Well, on February 26, 2011, at the age of 63, he was found dead in the prison cell at Dorchester Penitentiary. His 60-year-old cellmate, Matthew Gerard McDonald, was charged in his death, and he pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and was given another life sentence in prison. I mean, why not? You're already serving life, so what's another life sentence going to hurt, right? Well, apparently, Matthew had stabbed Rock in the neck with a shiv, walked to the guard station, handed him the weapon, and said, That piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up. And those that survived the cult? Well, Gabrielle Lavallee wrote a memoir about her life in the cult. The English name of it is Alliance of the Sheep. There's also a twenty um, or 2002 movie called Savage Messiah that follows social worker Paula Jackson, who is played by Polly Walker, as she investigates Therio and the commune. Now, Therio is played by Luke Ricard, and Savage Messiah is available on Roku, IMDb TV, and possibly other streaming outlets. Um, now, it's just over an hour and a half long, so if you have some free time, it's worth a watch. I started watching it the other day. I got about halfway through it. Then I had to leave to go pick up kids from school. Um, but so far what I've seen of it is very good. And I plan on finishing it tonight. But anyway. Um, really that's all I have for today's episode. Now like I said the name of this series. Or spin off of, of Mystery Murder and Magic is called what the Friday so tell your friends about us um now tune back in in the morning for a new episode of the weekend weird files y'all have a good rest of your night and a good weekend <laughs>